Hey, it's me, Dave Stone, former co-host of the Boogie Monster podcast. From 2016 to 2023, myself and Kyle Kinane got together each week to ramble on about ghosts, aliens, Bigfoot, and other mysteries of the universe. Or at least that was our initial intentions. But if you've listened before, you know that it usually devolved into disjointed rants about vans and fried chicken. During that time, we also ran a Patreon page that offered up exclusive bonus episodes to our patrons, usually in the form of Q&A sessions. And even though the Boogie Monster is currently on an indefinite hiatus, we're offering up those old bonus episodes to the general population so that everyone can enjoy our old nonsense. Hopefully someday soon we'll dust off our microphones and resurrect the Boogie Monster, but until then, enjoy a blast from the past from your old pals Kyle and Dave. Thanks for listening. What's up, dude? Ooh, just taking my time today. Yeah? What do you mean? It's a it's cool 2.20 in the afternoon. Got out of bed uh hour ago, maybe. Oh, wow. Way to go, man. What what happened last night? Oh, uh, weed. Oh. Weed and some movies. I don't even know what I... I... Did you say boobies or movies? Movies. Oh, I thought you said I boobies. Mean, just boobs, just a bunch of boobs. What if, what if like when Rachel's gone, like you know, you, you, there's no cheating or infidelity or anything like that. But like your your version of like really, when the mouse, when the cat's away, the mouse will play. Is you're just watching early '90s Skinamax and just pausing boobs. You're just pausing just, boobs all night. You know, okay. Remember how I was talking about how there was that series of movies where it was always like weird remote control cars. And big boobed ladies. <laughs> and it was like action movie and softcore. Yeah. And then somewhere online, they just did a whole, I don't know if it was like AV Club, did a whole write-up on the guy who made those movies. It was like it was like two weeks after I was telling you about it, thinking like, oh, nobody knows what this is. And I, and I wish I could remember the name of the guy, but his whole genre was just... <clears throat> You know, almost almost like a Tommy Wiseau type guy that mm-hmm. just came, had money from who knows where, and was like, uh, boobs and explosions, and we're going <laughs> to film it in Hawaii. And it, I was like, thank God somebody else remembers this. Oh, man. I was so glad somebody else could acknowledge that this was a part of my life. <clears throat> anyway, it's out there. It stuff's out there. Oh, man. So, you remember? That but, was yeah, su- man. That was such a fun hunt. That was just such a... Um, I was just such a, I'm not saying a huge part, but it was definitely a part of my life. A percentage of, of my time was definitely spent trying to find boobs on television. Or like the... And now I don't give a shit. You know? I got real well, boobs. No, I, well, that, and I do wonder about like the access to pornography. Uh-huh. And, you know, not to do the old bit that everybody's like, you had to go to the woods to find me, which was true. There was just a communal stash of pornography hidden somewhere in a in, a, in the woods. But uh, the late night, like, watching a movie and then wondering if at any point, like, oh, it's a sexy mm-hmm. movie. And you're like, yep. somebody's going to get naked. And all of a sudden, you've just watched an entire movie. Yep. And the credits roll. And you're like, what the fuck? I would have focused on the plot if I wasn't so much, like, trying to... Yeah, sync up, sync up my teen libido with when I might see some boobs. Such a bummer. Yeah. So. So anyway, I'm sorry. I got a sidetrack. You, you stayed up late. 
Yeah, I've been, I've just been uh, chiefing, chiefing up a bunch and falling asleep to movies. I, tr- I started watching the new Unsolved Mysteries, which it's like, it seemed okay, but again, I'm not going to like say my judgment was clear. There's a new, like there's a, a new, like a reboot? Brand, brand new, brand really? new, like out this week. Where, where Netflix? Now Netflix, yeah. Oh. And uh, it was kind of like the first episode was like the, just some guy disappeared and it was, it kind of felt like how most well done Dateline sort of mystery things are done. So Okay. But I also didn't finish it, so I can't tell you if it was resolved or how they handle it in the end. I don't know. Did uh, to watch. I'm assuming you watched the original when you were a child. Oh yeah. Did that scare the fucking shit out of you like it did me? It was I was it was terrified because we watched it every week and my whole childhood I was just convinced I was gonna get kidnapped or something. There was uh oh Damn it! I'm I'm uh, clearly the marijuana memory loss thing is true because I can't remember shit right now. But I just listened to a podcast hosted by a young lady out of Seattle, and I, oh, I'm angry, but that I can't remember the name. But that she breaks down like things like unsolved mysteries and how like the like you're gonna get kidnapped, and how that was the big threat in the '80s was like mm-hmm. kidnapping, and then yeah. she's like. Actually, the, like there was such a small, like the n- actual numbers of kidnappings that happened was so small, but that was the thing people got panicked about. That Absolutely. was the thing that that blew up to like McGruff the crime dog and everything. I think that was uh, John Walsh, the guy who did America's Most Wanted. I think that was his story. It start- that maybe, maybe she, started that. Yeah, yeah. She talked about him, like it was like, it started with him and then a couple other cases. One of which I think was the Franklin. What was the Franklin ones? The Omaha the, or like yeah, the, Nebraska? Yeah, was like the child sex ring or something. Yeah, then they were kidnapping them, and that guy came back saying he was one of the kids that got kidnapped. And that's that's a whole other thing, dude. But anyway, man, when yeah, that when I remember living through that that kidnap panic because you're right, it was mm-hmm. everywhere, and my mom didn't do a great job explaining it to me. And I remember the first time she really explained to me the concept of kidnapping. I must have been like four or five. And, uh, but all she kept saying is, kids just disappear. They just disappear. <laughs> and I literally <laughs> thought that it was some sort of paranormal thing. Like you could be walking in the park and you just turn invisible and now you're gone. Like she didn't, she didn't, t- she wasn't, she didn't talk about the practicality of it, of like, you know, well, you know, there's bad people in the world and then they go out and they hunt these kids and they grab them, pull them into their van. She just kept saying, they just disappear. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, all right, like in the thin you air. thought it was a matter of physics. Yeah, yeah, I did. And that, that really freaked me out because it was like, there's nothing I can do about that. I might be able to run away from the bad guy, but if I am just walking down the sidewalk and I just vanish into thin air, like literally, Jesus, that's some that's something I'm not equipped for. Anyway. That's like when you find out about spontaneous combustion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To me, it was a, just a different version of that. And I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you could just light on fire just by being? Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> uh I'm real well, high. Hey, is, I'm real high. By yeah, the way, that, Kyle. Is that that's okay? all right. We got you. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that's you don't have to. T- I just told you I've been high all week. 
This was kind of um, a uh, spur of the moment recording, so I, I wasn't. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say no, just because I'm a little high. But uh, this is what this is what you get. That's that's all right. Let's let's get at it. Let's do uh, <laughs> let's do some uh, let's get your little space cadet answers to some of these questions. What do you say? <clears throat> also, did I tell you uh, when I was watching the original uh, Unsolved Mysteries? Uh, I didn't understand the concept of reenactment. And I thought, why don't there he's doing it. Why don't they, the guy put the camera down and go arrest the guy. (laughs) I was just, I was confused that we had all this video of people committing these mysterious crimes. So much evidence. (laughs) Exactly. I literally thought like, why don't they, they just put the camera down? He's right there. How did, so they, they somehow filmed it, but nobody did anything about it. Anyway. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, kids are kids are not bright. All right, you want to kick this off? Sure, man. (laughs) Sure, buddy. Daniel Fisher. I like to start. I I like to reward the first question. You know, way to go, Daniel. Whenever we put this post up, Daniel just hopped to it and was like, "Boom! I'm number. I'm first in line." What did he need to know so urgently? Daniel Fisher says, both Dave and Kyle, how would you doctor up a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese to make it more gourmet? Love you, boys. Love you, too, Daniel. Um, I do. That's the one. I was talking about this on Dave's uh, kitchen Q&A about how I don't like processed food. I don't need a lot of prepackaged or processed food. But I do enjoy the the OG Kraft macaroni and cheese from time to time. and. uh a real easy way to doctor it is just get you some good, like spring for like a nice block of cheese, whether it be a, a nice wedge of cheddar or pecorino romano or something like Ooh. that, and okay. uh, just just make it make the make the shit the way you normally would, but then uh, at the end, just uh, break out the cheese grater and grate a little pecorino oh, oh, or something you, good on top of that. You macaroni and cheese and cheese. You yeah. cheese it up exactly. That's that's che- the you, most. Obvious and easy way. If cheese and macaroni and cheese is what you have. Absolutely, man. Um, and then, you know, there's other things. Like, you could not even add the bullshit uh, sauce or powder, you know, that comes with it. You could you could forego that all together and take care of the cheese completely on your own. But, you know, get creative. Well, then you're just, but then you're just making your own dish. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I would, and I, I, I like the bullshit cheese on there. I've straight up, in, in some more goblin efforts, I've straight up just made my, had my can of chili uh-huh. and made that macaroni and cheese and had the heated up chili, put it in the same bowl. There you go. go on, just go and put it right in the same bowl. <laughs> onions, you know what? Uh, add onions, yeah. everything, but put yeah. chives, like throw Ooh, a vegetable, yeah. saute a vegetable and put it in there. Maybe mm-hmm. a, a mushroom that'd be savory. I was doing diced, I think I was doing like thinly, like, Thinly sliced or diced onions. Mm-hmm. Do a little uh, sauteed you garlic. Bro- uh, bro- 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 yeah, broccoli. Mm-hmm. Veg- vegetables would work well in there. Your green, yeah. stocky vegetables, I think, would work well in there. And Not you a know, tomato or something soupy. You know what else uh, macaroni and cheese is great for? All you uh, hot sauce fiends. All oh, you yeah. guys with, oh, the, yeah. with the deep collection. You know, the novelty hot sauces, the artisan hot sauces, whatever. Uh, something about macaroni and cheese mixed with a good hot sauce, like get, to get that kind of that buffalo mac and cheese vibe going on. Mm. I'm away from the mic now. That's okay, buddy. 
Not today, dude. Don't say yeah. Uh, <laughs> Talk. <laughs> uh, I'm just letting you know it's okay. You go get your coffee. <laughs> you got We got dead air, Dave. You know that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, hold on. I'll grab a, a CD. I'm, I'm, I, I could still go more on, I, I'd like the sliced hot dogs and the mac and cheese. Oh. Shit, I love mac and cheese, dude. Yeah. Dude. Anyway, that one, this, that's a whole episode. Dude, hot dogs? Guess what I did yesterday. All right. Did you eat some I, hot dogs? I know you're out of the hot dog game. <laughs> or at least the real hot dogs. The, yeah. the, re, the real hot dogs. You know what? Vienna uh, beef, baby. Vienna beef. You know, I love Vienna beef. You know what else is a great fucking hot dog that you can buy in the store? Uh, Boar's Head. Boar's Head Natural Frankfurters, the long, weird ones. Dude, that is Boar's such... Head is like the, that's like the Nike lunch meat. That's a trustworthy brand. It is solid. And uh, I was smoking a pork shoulder yesterday on the Traeger. And uh, but for but you know that's I'm going brand names now. Yeah, we're nine we're nine ten hours away from me getting to enjoy that pork. So for lunch, I took a couple of those uh, Boar's Head hot dogs and I scored them real good. You know how you you know you know what I mean by scoring it with a knife. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to not to mansplain to you. I just know you're not you know too deep into the culinary arts. But uh, yeah, just uh, knifed a few etches along it, and then I did a crisscross pattern. So real. Real pretty crisscross, crisscross score pattern. And then I threw those on the Traeger for like an hour. Because I was going real low. I was going 225 on that uh, pork shoulder. hour for hot dogs? Yeah, but, it just, yeah and, but they, uh, a delicious smoky meat became even more smoky. And the, the scoring opened up the innards of that dog a little bit. And oh, fuck, dude. That was a damn good hot dog. I agree with this. I agree with what you're doing here. All right, uh, you went to the first question. I'm going to go to the last question. <laughs> All right, you said go, go jag off. Yeah, I said I, I said I'm going to go jag off. Oh no, Dave. Go. Oh boy, we <laughs> lost you. <clears throat> this is three days. This is three days of you postponing to do this episode, and this is what we get. <laughs> Ugh, I'm okay. <laughs> All right, Joel Vitakovich. Says uh, probably too late, and I'm sure one of the hundreds or tens of cop questions. Uh-huh. But Dave, how easy is it to spot someone drinking a beer while driving? Uh, well, as long as you're looking out your windshield, you could probably see somebody drinking a beer. Uh, no, he says I play that game a lot when I'm stuck in traffic, and I wonder if that's a thing you get training for. Okay, sometimes I'd like to take a road sody home, but also the first part. Love the show. I'll hang up and listen. Um, yeah, I'm not going to condone as a. Uh, a DUI veteran. I'm not going to condone any kind of drinking and driving. Uh, I do understand. I've been the passenger in a vehicle, mm-hmm. and there's something taboo about that flavor. You um, know, can I go on a car? But <laughs> I'll go on record saying drinking and driving is awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, what well, I mean, what I mean is, I don't mean. <laughs> Go into the bar, get having nine drinks and driving home. What I mean is you're stone cold sober. It's 1 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon. It's fucking beautiful. And you want to go for a, a, a drive along the coast or a drive up the mountains or whatever. And you got to take one beer, maybe two. 
But like I, I literally no, don't, that don't nobody one you, nobody should do this. Okay, if you, you can, can, you can, you Dave, you can phrase it. I like to do this. I like, but to I do wouldn't this. tell people to do it. Well, no, I'll tell people to do this. Listen mm-hmm. to me. If if you can prove that, okay, here's the law. The law is adapted. If you can prove that it's just one, this is the only <laughs> beer in my. Hey, I'll take your breathalyzer, and if I go, you know, if I go above what would be one beer, then sure. But I'm saying one fucking beer. One beer on a beautiful afternoon drive. Have at it. Enjoy your life. No? Uh, As much as I agree in the sentiment of it, I'm not going to tell people to do it. (laughs) I'm not going to go out and order people to do that. No, I'm Uh, I'm not ordering anybody. I'm just saying that should be legal. That if you could prove that, hey, here maybe this is it. Maybe it, it it's got to be daylight. That's part of the law. It's written into the law that you know between uh, between oh, dawn and dusk. It's got to be between dawn and dusk, not dusk till dawn. And uh, you know that the sun's up, and you can prove that it's just one. It should be legal. That's well, fun. this is where I don't know the science behind a breathalyzer. Let it like you just say you just chug a beer and blow in, blow into a breathalyzer. What's it going to say? That's a great question. I don't know. Like, how long does it take for that to show up, you know? Yeah. If it's just, if the booze is on your breath. I mean, I'm, I had the blow and go in my car mm-hmm. after the DUI. Really? The next morning, next morning, sometimes it would register. After after one DUI, they give you the blow and go thing? Yeah, man. California. Jeez, I didn't know. Or just that. anywhere. Not fi- Hey, you know what? I'm not, I've, I've. Deserved it, so I'm not bitching about that end of things. Mm-hmm. I think about how I got mine and when I should have gotten one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't. I, I mean, yeah, oh, I, I, but- I get. I got. Let's like walking around drinking a beer. Like I'm not hurting yeah. anybody. It shouldn't yeah. be a thing. Um, but to answer his but question, then- I that that was never brought up. There was no training. And nobody really, that's not a thing that I or any of my peers were actively looking for. Like there's, if you, here's the other thing. Here's a quick little cop story. Uh, we were basically trained. We had this old crusty lieutenant who was train, training us one day in traffic law. And uh, he basically said, uh, there ain't a car on the roadway that I can't find a legal reason to pull over. Meaning if you, if you look hard enough, you want to stop yeah. a car, you can stop a car. And a lot of it was total horse shit. The old, oh, mm-hmm. I just stopped you because you, you were tapping that center line a little bit, and I just wanted to make sure you're okay to drive. How How was how the driver supposed to prove that he didn't tap the center line, you know? Uh, probable cause is... Yeah. Is complete, can, can be completely manufactured uh, at will. Um, but my point is, uh, no, there was never... I don't remember even receiving any training, like looking for open container. That was always like a, an add-on ticket or an add-on charge, like with a DUI or, you know, any other charge. Oh, we found a, an open PBR. But uh, as far as, like, that being the reason to stop a car, I, I don't know if I've ever, you know, because unless it's just blatantly obvious we're, you know, driving uh, yeah, parallel I, to somebody and you see them take a swig. I'm not going to advocate this, but get yourself a hydro flask and pour it in there. That's what, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. If you're going to... if 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 you're gonna be stupid, be smart about it. Um, yeah. All right. What's and, next? And just in case anybody gets their uh, britches in a wad, uh, this is this is a comedy. All right. I'm not. <laughs> you seem to be a little sensitive with my uh, urging of the uh, 
of the one beer and driving. But uh, you know, I've so only I, been awake for an hour and a half, yeah. and I'm full of coffee. And I'm gonna. Right. You're like, what you want to do is just get yourself a beer and hit the coast, <laughs> man. I'm like, all right, I don't want. I'm not encouraging that, because I also get that you know um, quite literally encouraging. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is I get that a, a 95 pound female one beer might you know fuck her up and impair her where she shouldn't be driving. I'm saying if you're if you're 250 don't plus, drink and drive. Don't yeah. You see now you're getting caught up in all. The if stipulations. you're a big boy. I think it should be legal to have one beer on a pretty day. I, I won't deny a cold a cold beer behind the wheel uh, feels good. You know what? You know what you can do? Go out to BLM land with a Jeep. Because mm. that's where I'll do it. Because it's not you go. even a road. It's yep. just open road. And then you're camping, so you're not going on a roadway. And go do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that sounds that's, fun. That's how you get away with it. All right. Um, all right, Tim Parham asks, hey, guys, what's the story of each of yours worst breakup? That's a good question. I don't know much about your uh, relationship history, Kyle. Hey, do you have a particularly uh, memorable breakup? Um, I uh, Did I tell a story? Like a, a gal that I first started dating when I first started comedy, like started dating another comic. Mm-hmm. Like while we were dating. Oh man, it was it was. I, I just started comedy, and there's a gal in my college class. Like I was taking a comedy writing class in college, and so she started coming to the shows. And like, it was my I, like it was my first kind of girlfriend that like I was like having sex with regularly, okay. not just like oh I hooked up with somebody, and that uh-huh. was wild. And like it was like oh this is. Oh, we're going to do it again. This is neat. And uh, <laughs> so I think I probably became, uh, you know, emotionally attached because of that. But a lot of red flags right away with this one. Like, it's just like her telling me things like, we're only kind of seeing each other for a couple of weeks. And she's like, yeah, I, well, I told my upstairs neighbor that we're seeing each other. I'm like, why? She's like, well, because I was seeing him. I'm like, oh, okay. Didn't know that. You're seeing somebody else. One of these overlap kind of gals, mm. which I got overlapped a couple weeks after that because mm. uh, I was taking her to the comedy shows and there was uh, one guy there and it, like I liked him. He was a, a psycho, uh, but she started uh, banging him mm. and uh, they would do stuff. It wasn't directed at me, but they were like do us like he was like kind of like an anti-comic, not even kind of like he was a complete total anti-comic. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the shows, he was like, I don't know. I don't have any material, so I'm just going to stand up here and make out with my chick for a while. Ooh. And that's what he did while no. I was there. Oh. And, and uh, yeah, and I don't think it was directed at me as much as it was like, oh, I'm going to plan on doing this thing. And, oh, Kyle's on the show? Well, this is going to be weird. Well, and, fu- uh, fuck and, him and the- for being a lame comic, <laughs> and fuck him if he's doing it to get at you. Like, that's shitty either I, way. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought he was like some of his stuff. He's just kind of a maniac. But anyway, so uh, I quit comedy. That was almost the end of me because I'm like, oh, everything. I just started comedy. I think I was in it for maybe less than a year. And so now every time I'd go to a show, I'd see them. Dude. Like, oh, I guess I'm not going to do this anymore. And then when I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and start doing some stand up. It'd been like, I don't know, however long, a few, few weeks, maybe over a month or month or two. 
I was walking up to the one venue, uh, the Red Lion Pub on Lincoln Avenue, where I, you know, one place I started. And I heard, like, oh, yeah, they're having their wedding reception on the same night as the open mic. So I was walking up. I drove into the city from the Burbs and walked up to hear their their wedding reception with all my friends in comedy. All my new friends in comedy were there, and Damn. I was like, I just turned around and went home. And then, uh, yeah, that was a it was real real shitty. And uh, then after I moved to L.A., I got like a message from her. Like I got like whatever step in the recovery program where you uh, make amends, like uh-huh. that everybody became familiar with from Seinfeld. Yeah. Like the apology, what I got, I got that. I got an email, I think, kind of based around that from her. And I was like, fucking whatever. Good luck on your healing. <laughs> oh, man. That, so that, that was a pretty bad breakup, I'll say. <clears throat> yeah, that, that sucks, man. That sucks. I almost Just, wasn't a comedian because of that. Damn. But now, now look at you. I don't know who this turd is, but I bet you, I bet you he doesn't have your career. So fuck him. I, I, I'm not sure what <laughs> what he's into these days. Man, that poses another question. In in a scenario like that, um, you know, take the comedy out of it, but just you know, you you your your gal leaves you for somebody else. Does it make it better or worse if they eventually get married? Meaning, like, if they, you know, you could say, well, I guess that was they were just meant to be. And and I guess that was their destiny and, and good for them. Or does that make it sting even worse? That. Wait, that they what? That they. If, if your woman leaves you for oh. another dude and they eventually yeah. get married, does that make the pain greater or does it somehow soften oh, the pain okay. of like, oh, they were at least, I mean, it sucked in the moment, but they were, they were meant to be together and they've, they've gone not, and not just getting married, but like if they down the road have proven that they've had a loving, successful marriage, you know, like it lasted, does that make it better or worse that? Yeah, I, no, I think, I think it, I think it does make it better. Cause it's like, Hey, you know what? At some point, you broke up with somebody. I don't. I don't advocate the cheating on <clears throat> folks. Yeah, thing. Yeah. That's a that's a shitty thing to do. But mm-hmm. fuck, man, if you're going through life, and you know, eventually, we're all going to be on the the lousy end of a relationship where mm-hmm. somebody's like, "Yeah, this just is not working for me at all." Yeah, I've. You know, we've all had to break that news to somebody. We've all had that news broken to us. It sucks, yep. man. Yeah, but uh. I do think, like, if you really care about somebody and you love that person, then you love them past what you're... You love them regardless of whether you're together or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's true love. You, that's true love. You, yeah. Yeah, if you love them, you just want to see them uh, get to their best place, and that might not be with you, and that's yeah. a hard thing. Like, possessive... Po- being, being possessive is not part of loving somebody. Mm-hmm. True. That's a great point. So yeah. if it ends the I, minute y'all break up, then did you really even love them? Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought, yeah, my situation like this girl was just a fucking disaster at that point in life. And I wasn't, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I think it kind of was like, she got divorced from that guy too. It was like a stunt anyway. So, Oh really? Oh, so they eventually got divorced. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that didn't last. Oh, okay. I don't think I don't know if that lasted a year. Mm. That's no. crazy, man. I didn't know that story. 
Like, yeah, it was a wild one, man. You almost quit comedy over a gal. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. How am I supposed to hang out at comedy and like be absolutely miserable mm-hmm. with these with these folks? Damn. Well, right on. I'm trying like that. Yeah. Anyway, what's yours, man? Uh, worst breakup. Um, I don't know if it's worst breakup, worst relationship. I uh, I had I think I've talked about that when I was like 21, I dated this uh, gal and uh, for we were together about two years. Uh, she I was 21, she was like 20, and uh, just both of us too young. But even after all these years, I can uh, objectively say I always get objective and subjective. Without bias, I can say. That she was fucking nuts. <laughs> like she just, it was just the most chaotic, tumultuous relationship I've ever been in. And it was it just, oh, so when that, like I, I, she, here, here's a quick little slice. Uh, I, at one point I had to go to the local sheriff's department and file a missing persons report. Hey, oh boy. she's gone and suicidal. And no one's seen her in five days. And she doesn't know anybody in this town. Yeah. Uh, She tried to commit suicide like four times while we were together. The cops were at our house. I bet the cops came to our apartment ten times. Uh, Not because of anything I did, necessarily. Uh, There was never any any violence. Well, uh, from coming from me. Uh, She threw a fucking um, vase at my head one time. And just barely... Were you a cop... Were you also a cop no, when the cops no, were called to your house? No, no. I, this was in my radio days. And uh, she, she punched me in the face. Like, she was violent on me. And I can honestly say I, I never laid uh, a, an aggressive hand on her. I've, uh, I've, I restrained her a couple of times, you know, from, from punching me. Or uh, one mm-hmm. time she, I, I, we wrestled a little bit because she was trying to take swallow a bottle of pills. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was intense and insane and, uh, holy fuck. Am I glad that I, uh, came out of that relationship, uh, without any medical bills or, 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 <laughs> or, 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 legal charges. Uh, cause she was, she was, it was just, I, I know it's, you know, guys should just sit here and say women are fucking crazy. Uh, but she, it was, it was nuts. Yeah, it was, it was, she was. She needed, uh, boy, she needed some help. And she fucking years later messaged me. Uh, she, I think somebody, I think a friend of a friend of a friend listens to this podcast. I heard you're in L.A. and doing this and doing that. <laughs> like, fuck you a thousand times over. Please get away from me. Uh, yeah, it was just, just absolutely horrific. <laughs> <laughs> I but you got to look back and think about like you know what I bet there's some women that would have some stories about me. Of course, you know I don't I'm think no... I was shitty, but I I was on the end of like oh yeah this isn't yeah working out at all, and uh, they didn't realize that yeah especially especially if you're like if like like be like oh you'll just <clears throat> repress feelings for a long time until you're like all right got to do it and then it surprises the other person instead of talking about it mm-hmm. like that's i i've done that and i know that's not good yeah oh man but yeah that was a classic right, case of like me because she was very attractive 
So that was a case of me being 21 and like I'll put up with almost anything to have a beautiful girlfriend. And uh and and she I think I think that played a lot into her behavior too knowing that she had that leverage, you know, like the like legit like like super attractive. So like knowing mm-hmm. that like okay, I'm going to use this to my advantage and use this to get away with shit and eventually I was like oh yeah, uh, what a weird trip down memory lane that was. Thanks a lot, Tim. <laughs> we we yeah. got into it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Any more heartbreaking questions, you fucking, fucking jerks? <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, what else do we got? Um, You got one lined up or should I grab one? Let's get into a... We got any... Seek like anything related to why we started this podcast. Um, Sam Thompson, Thomason. I'm sorry, Sam Thomason asks, "Do you think it would be possible to capture and then train a Sasquatch to be a pro wrestler? What would his name be?" Oh, these silly cryptid hypotheticals. Um, Yeah, he'd be he'd be the Machete Yeti. I don't know. I wait. Uh, it, okay. All right. No, no, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, fuck. Wow. You, you're asking me to come up with wordplay on the spot. Usually, it's it's got to go the other way. Um, bipedal Knievel. Off, I don't know. <clears throat> bipedal Knievel. But that doesn't have anything to do fuck with the wrestling. Yeah. That'd be great if he was a, yeah, a no, stuntman. But it, no, it's good. It's a good name because then he's mm-hmm. still also wearing like the cape, the American cape, <laughs> and the helmet. Yeah. They could like ride a motorcycle into the ring. That's good. I don't have a better one. Bipedal Knievel. Oh, and it doesn't God. rhyme either. It doesn't matter. People be like, no. oh shit, Bigfoot. And then he'd be like Close enough. <laughs> um Let's see. Uh Sam Sherman, uh for Kyle, I noticed you in the cutaway audience shots of the roast of Justin Bieber on Comedy Central. How do you feel about roast, and is that something you'd ever write for slash be involved in? Um, I I laugh at it a lot. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't think I have. I don't think, like, when it's like, when I'm talking to friends, like if me and you are making fun of each other, that's fun. Uh Uh-huh. Or in the idea that a roast is like, oh, I chose these however many six people to do this because I like them. And they know me, and mm-hmm. so therefore these insults won't just be like, oh, I guess i got to look up on Wikipedia and find some facts and make fun of you for it. Yeah. Like that that level of roasting, I'm not... I, I don't... I'm not into it. I, I never... I, yeah, I, I, I'm entertained by it, but I don't... I, I don't think... Emotionally, I don't know if I can... 
I could probably dish it out, but maybe couldn't take it. And also, I'm already like acutely aware of many of my flaws. I don't want them reinforced <laughs> by a second opinion. Well, I always thought that was a weird form of comedy, the roasting. And I know that's gotten real popular in the last few years with roast battles and stuff like that. But like to me, and I'm not being like pretentious comedian here, but that just seems such a like schoolyard version of comedy. Like just such it's fairly pedestrian to just, hey, you fucking you fat and you like just to fucking riff, just to rip into insults. Like to me, that's not necessarily why I got into comedy. Like I get that there's some value in that, you know, if it's uh, if the timing is right. But just for that to be your the- thing, for that to be your. <laughs> like oh, this, yeah. this is the style I'm adopting here. Is just I'm going to be the roast master. Like, ugh. Oh well, you're fun to be around. Well, I I, I still think it's good joke writing. <clears throat> I and I and I watch it and I laugh at it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do. I don't want to do it, but I I enjoy watching it. <clears throat> That's my take on it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad it's out there. Good for you guys. Uh, if it's with friends or something, it can be a good time. But the organized. I don't know. I always worried, like, <clears throat> oh, would it go too mean? That's why I don't do crowd work. Yeah. Because I don't know if I'm just all of a sudden going <clears> to. <throat> yeah. Yeah. That's I'm... my little crowd work. Like, I get that some some mm-hmm. comics have turned it into a skill, um, but I got material. I, I, I don't need to just, hey, how mm-hmm. long y'all been married? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? Some mm-hmm. of this crowd work is it seems like this is what you do like like no we all came here for a show like that just some of that just seems like if you're just you got a you're all sharing a a delay at an airport you're all just just inconvenienced together oh well I'm now with these people so let's make some small talk to me yeah I'm I'm high that's a more succinct way to say it. it's like it just seems like <laughs> small talk and who gives a fuck like do some jokes do some material <laughs> It's not. I, I I I've seen it done well and it's cool, but I don't need it. Um, Sam Cosby, Sam Cosby, S A M C O Z B. That's how I'm saying it. Sam Cosby. Hell yeah. Uh, Dave, if you could cook and eat any type of animal that isn't normally consumed, what would it be, and how would you cook it? That isn't normally consumed. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> like. And I know that's that's a whole other can of worms, especially with you and and uh, can of worms. Got it. You'd eat a can of worms. Okay. <laughs> but the the old argument of like, why is it okay to eat some animals and and not okay to eat these? Like, and I, I as a meat eater, I've never had an answer yeah. for that. I mean, I get that like we've chosen to domesticate cats and dogs, therefore we shouldn't eat them. But on a on a grander scale, what's the difference? Do you think hippopotamus tastes like pig? I do. That's that's great. That's I like what you're thinking. I do think it tastes you, like pig. Can you imagine how much ham you get off of a hippopotamus? <laughs> ah, damn, boy, hippopotamus! Holy shit! What a what a haul that would be. That would be the name for Sasquatch the wrestler as hippopotamus, just because it would confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> if we're if nothing makes sense anyway, why not lean into it? You know. Oh God! Hip hop, hip hop anonymous. Oh goddamn, man! You just would, an- you answered the. That's the best answer to that question. It's a fucking hippo. Barbecue a hippo. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's... D- Kevin, <clears throat> Kevin, I'm jumping through them because we got a lot of questions. Kevin Allen's got a good one. Dave, what was the deal with the UFOs and Ted Danson's new language in the second season of Fargo? Did I miss something? I want to know the answer, too. I don't know. <sighs> the UFOs... I, that's a great question. I've, I've done a little research on this because I fucking love Fargo so goddamn much. Um, apparently, there were a lot of sightings back in 79. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, back when the gas, the gas uh, shortage and all that, there was a lot of UFO sightings, so they decided to include uh, a little bit of that into the show. Um, I think it also falls under the umbrella. Um, granted, the Coen brothers didn't, didn't write... Uh, that series, but they produced it and it's inspired, obviously, by uh, their movie Fargo. But they have a, they've gone on record saying that in every movie, they put in something that is completely unnecessary, that doesn't do anything to drive the story forward, that is not relevant to anything. For example, in the f- movie Fargo, uh, when Marge goes and meets with her old high school acquaintance, the uh, the Asian dude, and he he lies about his wife dying or leaving and having cancer or whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, that They admit that that has literally nothing to do with the story, and it doesn't even really develop her character anymore. They just they like putting some shit in there that don't make sense. And uh, I believe that the UFO angle, uh, like when the UFO shows up in the, in the finale, when, the, when they're fighting in the parking lot of the hotel and all that, I think... Well, in it, you know, the the begin the fucking first episode when uh, the Culkin kills the lady and then sees the UFO and then gets hit by the car. Anyway, they put in the UFO angle uh, just cause and because that was going on. But the whole Ted Danson thing with him trying to create a new language, I don't know what the fuck that was about. So there's your answer. I know that took a while. <laughs> nice. Get. <laughs> Pick pick one. You pick one. Um, here's a sweet one. Matt Brewster asked for both of you, what made you happiest this month? That's a good question, Matt. Sometimes we have to stop and think about the good things in our life. I know that sounds very motivational speaker, but I am a... That's I'm all a, right. That's a I, good thing. No, that's a good question. I'm, a, I'm very much an advocate of appreciating the good things in your life. I'm very, mm-hmm. very appreciative uh, to the point that I feel like sometimes it gets on Katie's nerves. But and again, you know, no, uh, no, no, no sob stories here. It's my own doing. But when you live in a van for a few years and you finally get a nice uh, apartment in a cool part of town, you really fucking appreciate it. Every night I just sit around. And I go, I, I'll tell Katie, I, I love our apartment. It has a toilet. But you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that's well, an important is... thing to remember in life is to uh, is to stop and and, and acknowledge uh, what you're grateful for and what's going on. What made you happy this month, Kyle? Anything stick out? Um, yeah, I got a, I got a, you know, a, a solid partner in Rachel. Where it's like, oh, thank God this is going down with not only just with somebody, but with her. Mm-hmm. It's like for the most part we are like just good hanging out together. So it's not somebody like oh I'm stuck at home with somebody now, and then you find out what you dislike about the person. Yeah. So it hasn't been that, and also we're very good of like oh we are kind of getting on each other's nerves. Cool. Let's let, I'll break off for a bit, have an afternoon doing my thing. You do, and, and nobody's offended. It's like mm-hmm. yeah, need a little alone time. So 
Uh, that's been good. That's, uh, you know, not just this month, but in general. I hope everybody out there, if that's what you're looking for, you get to find a special somebody to uh, pass your your limited time on this earth with. That's, uh, but if, that's if just well a said. horn around is your thing, <laughs> I hope you do that conscientiously. You can, you can do it conscientiously and safely. Good, good luck for you on that, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was like, so that's a thing that's nice. Uh, f- but happy. Oh man, B- being back in LA the last few days and just getting bike rides in because I haven't had mm. bike rides in a few weeks, and I was kind of—I'll be honest—I was shredding pretty good. Uh, you know, for my <laughs> for what I would consider, maybe not outwardly it would be considered that, but I was like, all right, buddy, forty-three and still uh, still out there moving your body, doing fun stuff. So that <clears throat> made me happy because, uh, as I've said in the past, I didn't have to think about. Uh, how horrible things are in the world, and mm-hmm. it's, I was up in the mountains, and it was not uh, seeing all the tent cities of uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> and uh, so I was, I was happy doing that stuff, but that's that's the easy thing. I don't awesome. know, man. You, that you're right to be appreciative, and it's easy to get down about stuff. But man, I mean, like think about people like Sean Jordan from a uh, great comic and all fantasy everything fame, mm-hmm. and that guy has just been grateful for. Anything around him at all times, and he is such a positive influence. Yeah, like cause if you hang out with people that just bitch about stuff all the time, yeah, that can affect you. And I'm not. Yeah, I I don't advocate this whole like you got to ditch your friends, like <clears throat> or like I know that's part of like the recovery process. Is like if you are trying to quit drinking and all your friends drink, you got to ditch your friends. And if that's what you got to do, then best of luck to you. Is uh, like that's that's tough, but. Yeah, if people are just negative and bummers, it's like, man, I got I got to hang around with more positive people. That will affect you. Yes. Well, like, hey, that person's always looking at the good things. I'm going to try and hang out with them more often and, like, you know, co-opt a little bit of that attitude. I couldn't agree more. Um, I don't know what's going on with me recently, but, like, in the last year, I don't think I'm having a midlife crisis, but I, for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe since my dad died, I don't know. But like for whatever reason, I'm I'm not um, I'm I'm not I don't have anxiety about my mortality. I'm just I guess more aware of it, and uh, you know let's let's just say like on the on the best case scenario, maybe I live to eighty. So I you know I'm more than I'm more than halfway through my life, and mm. I, I've gotten real. Uh, introspective about that just in 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 a simple way in that how am i going to spend what little time i have left on this earth and not to get too philosophical here but like i i think a lot about that now and in it the byproduct of that is i weed out unnecessary negativity and I, I I couldn't agree more. I only want to spend time around people that I'm either a gonna enjoy their company or b get get something positive out of it. I I, I just don't have time for bullshit and shitty people. And yeah, that is so important mm-hmm. to like. And, and again, yeah, you can't. I'm not saying you got to go through and break up with all your dickhead friends, but just gradually gravitate towards people that you know you're going to enjoy being around as opposed to putting up like i mean i've i haven't like had a friend break up per se with some of these people but there's a handful of people 
throughout the even since I started comedy, where like, oh, I've just willingly chosen not to hang out with them as much because they're a fucking bummer, and I don't I don't want to be around bummer people. And I get that, like, if it, there's a deeper connection and you need to be there for your friend if they're in a low moment. But just in general, if, like, if this is fairly superficial, just you and I being friends, and you're always a fucking bummer and you complain all the time, eh, maybe, I'll, maybe I won't hang out with you as much. And, and also I, be aware that sometimes you yourself can be the bummer. Not you, true. Dave, but, the, you know, yes. the person, like, oh, shit, maybe I'm dragging people down and I'm true. not fun to be with. It's like... You know, like, oh, why don't my friends call me or this or that? It's like, maybe because I'm a drip. Mm-hmm. Maybe because yeah. I got to turn it around if I want to, like, if I want, like, you know, going into parties and just bitching about stuff or always yeah. turning it into, like, now, like, oh, I try to steer my parents out of, like, well, Trump's doing a thing. Like, yeah, we all hate him. Complaining about him right now. Again, that's that's been the adage of, like, my friend group from day one, like, if you're going to bitch about stuff, you need to make it funny. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if you want me to listen to you complain, I need to be entertained also. <laughs> Great point. Otherwise, <laughs> you're just going to complain about shit all the time, and it's, and it's not fun to listen to. Yeah. But you could have valid points, and everybody has a right to complain about shit. But if that's your default, you better be fun. Like, my best friend Bob, like, it, like, I felt bad, but I was like, oh, shit, Bob's having a bad day. We should go hang out with him because he's going to be hilarious. And then because he's being funny about his bad day, we're laughing about it. Then we're all laughing. He's feeling better about his bad day. We're there for our buddy. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my take on it. If you're going to bitch, better make it worthwhile for for somebody to listen to you. Otherwise, you're just somebody complaining about shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Trump sucks. I agree wholeheartedly. But if that's the same thing you go to every time you talk to somebody, where where's that getting yeah. anybody? Who cares? What's yeah. what's good in your life? I have to stop my parents and I'll be like, what non-corona, non-Trump thing happened? What's a good thing? Like, <laughs> specifically say, not in a mean one, but like, hey, what's a good thing that happened this mm-hmm. week? Yeah, man. Because they think, like, well, we're having a conversation, so let's complain about this. No, now this conversation sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Here, Blaine Stockman says, hey, Dave and Kyle, I've had a theory for a while now, and I, I didn't read this whole question yet, so if it sucks, sorry. <laughs> uh, I've, I've had a theory for a while now, and I like your input about it. For years, I have thought that Sherwin-Williams has been a cult NWO kind of front based solely on the logo, globe, mid-drench with blood red paint with cover the earth as the slogan. <clears throat> Do you think this holds any water or are there not if you're using their waterproof paints uh, or are there any other silly sinister logos or slogans that could be fronts for conspiracies? <clears throat> I, it's not, <laughs> Blaine, I don't, it's not like G.I. Joe where the logo you fold it Mad Magazine style and then it's a swastika. I don't think anybody's... <laughs> That going, this is back when this is back to the Mad Men days of marketing, I think, with that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Although I saw something, I got to verify it. Didn't they just put out a new Trump slogan that's basically the eagle iron swastika thing? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's very similar. What the fuck? I'm going to bite my tongue because. Oh, how many times are we going to allow this motherfucker to backpedal? 
God damn it. Just fucking own it, you piece of shit. I didn't listen to the tweet before I retweeted it. I mean... I want to know if this stuff's made in America on his website. That's what I want to know. Um, that's a great question, dude, because uh, I have had a similar thought. Years ago, uh, when I was in landscaping, uh, my lawnmower, lawnmower repair shop was right next door to a Sherman Williams paint store. And a lot of times I'd have to sit there for like an hour, like getting something repaired. So I'd just go sit in the truck. And I, and I remember just staring at that logo thinking, that's a bit aggressive for a paint company. It, 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 cover I, the, <laughs> what does it cover the world, cover the earth? Like, fucking take it easy. And yes, that yeah. logo with the globe and stuff, there's, I mean, he's not crazy to think that. I'm not saying there's any validity to it, but there, I mean, that's, that's not a crazy thought because <laughs> it's a bit much for a fucking paint company. Yeah, it, it, it's they're they're going for it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I I do admit that one, Blaine. But uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm just, just looking at this fucking Trump logo. Right. Um, I but I don't think there's anybody else that's I don't, like I said I don't think it's a full you know movie villain style where the logo it's like it's been in front of us this whole time yeah. kind of shit. <clears throat> but uh, but maybe I'm. I don't know. Maybe prove me wrong. Who I've been? Mean, if there's stuff held over from the Nazi times, <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. I mean, that stuff exists throughout history, though. Uh, meaning, like cryptic advertising. Uh, you probably have heard some of this folklore, but in the South, years ago, a lot of businesses that. Uh, if there was C's, like, let's say there was some alliteration, like crispy chicken, uh, yeah. you know, uh, the, to spell it to spell it with a K and a K. There was a lot of using well-placed K's instead of C's was a, was a, a cryptic uh, message to people of like, hey, we're down with the KKK. Yeah. I mean, that, that existed. Oh, I didn't know that was like on. I thought I was like, oh, spell it different so it stands out. I mean, I, obviously the KKK thing's real, but mm-hmm. well, let's not get into my whole name then. Mm. <laughs> oh, uh, we got a lot of questions in here. Uh, here's oh, one. Gina, we, oh, go oh, ahead. Oh, you got one? Well, I was going to say, since we were already going, what kind of relationship? Gina Carter says, hi, guys. Love the podcast. Any tips for dealing with being cheated on or betrayed? (laughs) Found out my husband was a cheating asswipe about three months ago. So also just fuck him. So if it's a Mr. Carter or something, hey, go fuck yourself, buddy. I look forward to the podcast every week. Oh, she's just being nice. And okay. Well, thanks, Gina. Sorry that happened to you. That sucks. I guess uh, (laughs) my first question is, do you have kids? Uh, If you got kids, I understand that you've got to... Not go with the flow, but you got to be a little more pliable uh, in terms of um, black and white. They're the the priority. Yeah. If there's no kids involved, like for me, this is kind of how I've always operated. There's there's a handful of cardinal sins in a relationship, you know, uh, physical Mm -hmm. abuse, uh, maybe even verbal abuse, uh, infidelity, shit like that. 
If I can't trust you, let's just go ahead and fucking wrap this up now. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I've never, I've, fortunately, to my knowledge, I've never been in a relationship with someone who I've known has cheated on me. Like, you cheat on me, then fucking take a hike. I'll get over it. This is the universe telling me that we're not supposed to be together. Fuck off. You know? Mm-hmm. Same thing with domestic okay. violence, you know? I feel like, a do, you know, I, again, kids involved, I understand you have to kind of improvise. There's no kids involved. Ladies, a dude hits you. Fuck off. We're done. Like, why Why would you... I, there's just a handful of things that are just unexcusable. Inexcusable? Uh, not excusable. Not excusable. <laughs> I, well, but I would say for dealing with it, man, I... I if it's kids or something, man, I go the legal route, go to court and... Uh, just drag them in court, get paid. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to that thing. Unfortunately, you're married, but like talking about like, oh, if somebody's not going to be with you, the cheating part sucks. But it's like, oh man, I, I don't know your whole situation, Gina. Yeah, uh, you know, but terms- cheating on somebody sucks, man. That like that's like you don't cheat if you're already happy. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. In or terms of did, dealing boy, with it, boy, you're a greedy motherfucker. Yeah. In terms of dealing with it, just try to, I know this is cliche, but try to make lemonade out of lemons. Like, okay, we're done, regardless if it was my choice or not, we're done. Let me, uh, let me do some things that, that I wanted to do that maybe I couldn't do in that past relationship. You know, maybe pursue new things or new like hobbies. Revenge. <laughs> but, you know, does that make sense? Like... We're all limited a little bit when you're some little, some some much more. But in a relationship, there's compromise, and you know, uh, what I'm trying to say is like, if you're single, if I was single, maybe I might, maybe I might not fucking move to Norway for a year. I don't know. But now I have to, you know, I can't do that unless Katie's on board. You know, there, there's certain things. That, Norway, uh, huh? That you can't do. I'm just talking, using that as an example. I have thought about, like, in a year from now, if we're in a fucking civil war and fucking Long Beach is on fire, LA's on fire, like, fuck it. I might just peace out to Norway or New Zealand or <laughs> Mexico. I don't know. Uh, Norway. <laughs> I, I, love, I love those. Where's uh, those Dave? He went to Norway. Iceland. Oh, no, Ooh, man. I'd love to go to Iceland. Um, what am I, what was I fucking talking about? No, but. When you're in a relationship, whether it be a marriage or whatever, you know, there's there's parameters. And then when you're no longer in that, then there's not as many parameters. So maybe explore some stuff that uh, maybe you felt like you couldn't do before when you were with the, with that person. Embrace your newfound uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that's that's a good one. Noah Nelson oh, I, asked. I, I, I say revenge. I don't know. Revenge. revenge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not opposed to revenge either. Uh mm-hmm. This is a good one. Noah Nelson, most surprising concert. Uh, an, impressive op- an impressive opener, uh, disappointing headliner, surprise guest, etc. Huh. It's a good one. I, I tell you who, in, in terms of um, I didn't expect to enjoy it that much, um, an ex-girlfriend of mine was uh, a huge fan of Ben Harper. Do you know Ben Harper? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, you know, folksy, uh, you know, guitar, college rock type dude. Um, she used to listen to him all the time. 
you know, in the car. And I, and I liked it, but it, you know, ne- wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. It was a little too granola and hippie for me at the time. This was 15 years ago. Uh, but then she took yeah. me to see him, and I was blown the fuck away. I was, I was, because the dude can shred, like he's just super talented. And uh, but you know, and that happens a lot where the live act is uh, much more impressive than the than the albums. But that that's I think me. that's the whole point of like when people like jam bands and shit. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm looking up this flyer now for a concert. I was going to see who was it? I was going to see. The as uh, must no is it mustard plug so, like a ska band, and then Lifetime was opening for him and Lifetime here mustard plug here it is this is the I found it on the Fireside Bowl page. Oh man, I can't find I can't zoom in on it. It was this band Lifetime is like they kind of bridge this emo hardcore thing and I think they got like they're. Somehow it happened with their tour, so they rerouted it to be on the show. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the Scott concert. It's going to be horns and it's mustard plug, and they just sing about beer and they're fun. And then Lifetime came on, they were like this hardcore act and destroyed. And it was like, it was, you know, when you hear sounds like music that you didn't even know things could sound like that yet? Uh huh. When there's new sound, that's what Lifetime was. And I felt bad for mustard plug because everybody there was like, who the fuck was that? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so this band Lifetime out of New Jersey. Okay. Away. But off the top of my head, I mean, I just, dude, I've seen so many shows where just any any band that was like, hey, we know we're first and we know there's not a lot of people here, but we're going to go for it. Yes, that's the attitude. If you're doing comedy, who gives a shit? Like, Let it rip. If there's five, I've seen somebody just with five people there and they just like, you know what? Why should I let this bother me? I was at the other way. I would get upset or I wouldn't know how to deliver it to five people, and I, I blew it a lot of times. But it's the people that can go up and be like, hey, you five people came here? I'm going to give you five people a show. And watch, instead of them feeling uncomfortable that they're the only people in the bar, that they're like, well, you're putting forth the effort. Yeah. We're going to have a good time, too. Not their and fault. Watch, yeah, and then watch six people have a blast, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't ideal. Yeah. So I don't know specifically a scenario when that happened, but man, that was that always that was like lessons I had to learn. Like, see, so and so did it right. Yep. So and so didn't call out the place for not having enough people or mm-hmm. start making fun of the five people that are there. Like, you're gonna I isolate the five people that showed up. Like, no. It's like, hey, thank you guys for being here. I'm gonna do a show. I hope you have fun. Don't worry about it. We're not gonna, you know. The, yeah. Anyway. Some of my most proud moments in comedy are related mm-hmm. to doing well in front of five people. Like, yeah, I'm not saying that was the best I've ever done, but like sometimes, sometimes it's easy. I'm sorry. Like if you're an opening act, like, I mean, sometimes it's just, for example, well, like I used to, I did a few runs with Craig Ferguson, 3000 people. They're all in a good mood. They're all here to see him. He vouches for me and brings me out. It's not that hard to go rip it and crush when, when, when all the circumstances are right. Mm -hmm. But I've been more proud of doing okay in front of five people of like, oh, that was work. That was me trying to figure out how to make this an enjoyable experience in the face of unpleasant circumstances. 
No one wants to go out and perform in front of five people. But sometimes you got to fucking do it because it's not their fault. And they paid money, and here you are. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I've had some that I didn't do it right, and then I've had others where it's like, man, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself for making this work out because it's <laughs> yeah. it can be hard. Yeah. I I will add this, though, surprise guest, though. Uh, just remember this one. Went and saw Prince, mm-hmm. and uh, Prince like came out in his hair rollers and stuff when the opening act was Janelle Monet. Oh, so she she's was great. like, she was doing great, but then Prince just like came out in his getting ready pajamas and shit, <laughs> and like just like messed around. But then the Prince show happened, and he was playing at the Forum here. For like $20. I think I, I probably told this story. Uh-huh. But $20 tickets for the whole place because the forum was like having rough times financially. So he just played for a month. Pretty much every night for a month. And it was $20 tickets. So Damn. everybody in L.A. at the time was like going to see Prince at some point. Uh-huh. And he had different guests every night. And the night I was there, Stevie Wonder was a special guest. Damn. And Stevie Wonder just came up from like underneath the stage into some like little elevator playing his keyboards and everybody was like, what the fuck, Stevie Wonder? And then you forgot you were at a Prince concert because Stevie Wonder's sitting there singing Superstition. And you're like, wait a minute, where's Prince? And he's just in the back of the stage. I don't know if he was playing bass on that song. And he's just back there just playing and just smiling. Like, yes, I've created this for everyone. <laughs> you're welcome. That's awesome. R.I.P. Prince. Oh, that's great. That is a that is a, tr- a too soon yeah. for this world, man. Yeah. Anyway, um, this may be not what he was asking, but uh, I have a surprise concert. Uh, this blew my mind. Uh, I don't know. Eight years ago, I was uh, middling in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it was at a club, a real shit box of a club. And uh, <laughs> I worked with I was middling and I worked with this headliner. And, uh, you know, I don't make I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but this guy fucking sucked. Uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but he, he just fucking, he was just a fucking doofus. And I had to sit there, you know, it's etiquette, or I was taught, you know, the openers and the middlers, you sit there and you watch the fucking headliner, because most of the time you can learn something. Uh, I didn't learn shit this weekend, because this guy was a real turd. Uh, so about no, I want to know, know who it is now. After about the third or fourth show, this was like Saturday night. So this is like the fourth show. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. I had already sat through this fucking robotic word-for-word replica of an act three times. So by the fourth time, I was like, I got to fucking get out of here. And I just walked outside onto the sidewalk, and I didn't – I was like, eh, I don't know if I – I didn't want to leave and go to the hotel because, you know, at the end of the show, the the opener should kind of be around and be like, hey, thanks for having me. It was a good set, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I walked out on the sidewalk. I was just standing there just trying to get away from this horrific fucking comedy. And uh, (laughs) literally across the street, I forgot the name of the venue, but literally 45 feet in front of me across the street uh, was a theater. And the big marquee said, tonight, drive-by truckers. My favorite well, fucking go. band. I was like, holy shit. Like, I had no idea that they were in town. And just the the whatever, you know, the, the good fortune to just... just <laughs> I was literally, like, just trying to get away. I was like, I, I don't know what I'm about to do, but I got to get out of this room because I can't hear this guy's terrible act again. 
and uh, walk out on the sidewalk and boom, tonight. And, and the timing worked out too. Like this, it was like 9.30. They went on at like 10.30, fucking walked across the street. Any tickets left? Yep, I'll take one. Boom. Saw the drive-by truckers on a whim. Uh, that, that blew my mind. That's a good deal. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah. Hey, sometimes it works out. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it works out okay for you guys. Man. Dude, we got a we got a lot of questions here. We don't have to answer them I all this uh, month. We might know? we might have to do a two parter. Yeah, I'm saying we, we spread this out because I got I got to pack up. I got to get on the road in a little while out here. Yeah. Oh, you heading back up today? Yeah, I'm getting back up there in a few okay, hours. Man. Well, let's wrap it up, man. You go do your thing. I feel uh, that way. I feel like we only answered like four or five questions, and I want to thank everybody. I think we just we'll dip back into this. Uh, yeah. Grip a question. So if we didn't get to yours, I'm sorry. And I know I saw, like, I do, I, I creep on that Reddit. I know sometimes people are like, well, they never answer my question. So you need to ask yourself, maybe you had a dumb question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the case. That's true. If it's like, uh, you know, like I see it here and I don't have to call it out, but it's like, <laughs> oh, which crypt, which cryptid would you eat? We've answered that one probably a dozen times <laughs> already. We've gone over this shit, man. So why don't you be a better fan? <laughs> and uh, research and look for the answers before you ask the question again. Okay, <laughs> I like I, it's what I transition into being a dick mm-hmm. too comfortable for my own taste because yeah. then I'm like oh, I don't think people realize I'm being facetious because yeah. maybe I'm not. Uh, kiss our asses. <laughs> Stop asking the same question. <laughs> you see, you see how easy that happens. Maybe <laughs> you I'm not. See how easy that is. <laughs> You'll never oh, know. You don't God. know me. Oh. Well, I well, fucking Dave hung up hung on up. you, Kyle. Call me back. That's what happens. Yeah. Sorry, man. I'm just gonna keep the tape he rolling. Dave, Dave. I think we have an agreement that when this happens, he's happened. supposed to call me. Oh man. Well, I guess I'll call him back. Then. Every fucking time I start laughing. Hey, buddy. Did you did you laugh and you yeah. touched your earbuds? I, I laughed and I touched my earbud. Sorry. Fucking idiot. I could have just, we could just edit it and just cut it there. It just nah, sounds man. like you got abducted. Warts and all, baby. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> what were you talking about? Oh, yeah, you being an asshole. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really set you off on a tizzy. Really got oh, you going. Oh, God. Guys, thanks so much for the questions. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dip back into this batch next month. It's okay. Uh, we're, you know, we're not obligated, Kyle, to answer every single question every month. You know. But these people, they're 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 nice. They're the they're the Patreons. are doing good things. No. and being kind to us. And I understand that. But my point is to give thorough, entertaining questions today. If we answered every single question thoroughly and 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 entertainingly, this would be a nine-hour show. And we we can't. You know, we're gonna have to up the up the fees if you want nine hours. We got shit to do. <laughs> I got to go sit on the couch and smoke more marijuana. Come on. You got to go. That marijuana isn't going to smoke itself. Uh-uh. <clears throat> All right, buddy. I want you to go, te- go tear it up. All right, man. You drive safe. Have fun Thanks. up there. Uh, everybody be good. Focus on that what makes you happy question. That's Absolutely. a good one. Absolutely. Matt hey, Bruster bringing that one to us. Um, I know we're still a few weeks away, and this is the bonus episode. But go ahead and plug that new album, buddy. This is exciting. I'm, I'm sincerely, uh, I'm sincerely looking forward to it. And I know it's a weird oh, dynamic, thanks, man, because you're my pal, but you're also 
one of my favorite comedians. So I'm excited. Get on out of here. I'm excited. Thanks, I need a vinyl. I need a... Kept me a wholesale price on, on a vinyl slab there. I've got to see if this has come. A lot of people asking for vinyl. We'll yeah. see. Maybe yeah. down the road it'll come out there on, on, them, on them records. When's it coming but out? Yeah, J- July, July 24th on 800-pound Gorilla Records. Nice. It's on the socials. I've been, I've been bringing it up. You'll and find out about the, it. Uh, the XM subscribers, what's going on? When can they hear Well, this? that's coming out. They're playing the 45 minutes or the hour version of it. This weekend, okay. They, if this, I don't know when this, this is coming well, out. This comes out yeah, today. This weekend. I'll, I'll throw it up there today. Okay, if you got Sirius Radio and it's on the Raw Dog Comedy Channel, mm-hmm. which ugh. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Raw Dog Comedy. We're <laughs> slipping it in bareback. <laughs> oh, we're gonna. Oh, we're gonna. Violate your laugh hole with our funny bones on Raw Dog Comedy. Fucking gross. <laughs> but uh, don't touch don't touch your ears, Dave. I'm, I'm trying not to call to. you back. I'm literally <laughs> uh, they're falling out, but I'm touching the bottom. Here we go. I got it. I'm okay. You're, you're, All right, you're, buddy. yeah. But anyway, that's you're wearing out my ear hole, Kyle, with your comedy oh, dick, vi- violating your ear holes. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. Thank you, All patrons. Right, man. We we love Thanks, you. Everybody. We love you and the Lord loves you. Y'all stay sane and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.